dwellers to the sacred ground of the Society of the Underground Drive-In. If you are hearing this broadcast, you are being blessed with the word of our Lord and Savior, Godzilla. Please applaud now for the keepers of the archives, translators of the terrestrial airwaves, and readers of the case files, Elisa Weglin, the conspiracy prober, and Jarrett, the kaiju man Weglin. See the technicolors, hear the Dolby sounds, yeah. feel the radioactivity cook your souls. <laughs> now, on with the show. Yeah, how you doing, Elisa? I'm alright, how are you, Jared? I'm just fine. We just saw each other in the other room. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, didn't change much. No. Uh, so, what are we doing today? What are we doing today? Yeah, we, we have kept it. Sorry. <laughs> you touch that thing so much when we record. No, I don't. Yes, you do. But <laughs> <laughs> so we have kept this secret. I have kept this secret from you. Oh yeah. What we we're gonna talk about? But I shouldn't tell you. Yeah, don't we have? I do news have news articles to yeah. talk about. It's coming down the line. News. News. I do have a few newses, newses coming in. before I reveal what my case file is. One is a, is a slightly, yeah, before your secrets. For my secrets. <laughs> uh, they're no fun. Secrets are no fun. <laughs> <laughs> they but, hurt everyone. But they are when they are a case file, aren't they? I think they're fun. That's why That's I why we keep them a secret from each why, other. That's why I made this format for the show. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, this is a slightly, I think it's a couple months old, but in Oklahoma, that will also tell you about this person. This yeah. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. La- Oka, Oklahoma lawmaker proposed a bill that would allow people to apply for Bigfoot hunting licenses. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. That Excuse- is not okay. Yeah. I don't know about that stuff. Yeah. You gotta leave him alone. Let him be. Let him have his life. He wanted to put a $25,000 bounty <gasps> on a Bigfoot. No. Let he him did. be. Let him be. Now, this this happened, I did a little research on this, and this happened to be just for the capture of the noble beast. The noble not, tall, not the murder. The noble tall hairy man that I feel <laughs> akin to. It was for scientific research. Now, I don't know how much scientific research goes on in Oklahoma. No offense to any of our Yeah, that's very rude to people who live in Oklahoma. (laughs) Yeah, this happened to be for scientific research, quote unquote. You had to capture it live. Mm. Which I don't think many hunters catch anything live in Oklahoma either. No offense. <laughs> you keep but, doing these jabs at Oklahoma. But I really don't think anybody catches anything live in Oklahoma. 
That's no. a there's some serious hunters there. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that this is just a publicity stunt, and it yeah. and it turned out to be a publicity stunt for tourism of the air. And I'm sh- and the area is beautiful. Oklahoma has some beautiful mountains, some evergreens, mountain majesties. <laughs> Mountain men, apparently. Mountain men. Mountain <laughs> men majesties. Yes. But I still say leave the men alone, the men of the mountain. And you know what? In our beautiful hometown up here. Yes. Well, it's not our hometown, but. That's one one reason I want to talk about this. Go ahead, Elisa. <laughs> the town we live in We don't up live in here, a town. A city. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, we live underground. The underground we live in. (laughs) It is illegal to hunt Bigfoot. Yes, that's one of the reasons that we did move here. Also, uh, Skamania County, not too far from here, they have a $10,000 fine if you do kill a Bigfoot. Oh, shit. Or five years in jail. Well, fuck. <laughs> Better not kill any Bigfoot up here. Yeah. We had, we moved to a very Bigfoot-friendly place. If, if you do feel threatened, Bigfoots, if you're listening, in uh, Oklahoma, we want you to move here. Come on down. Yeah. We're, so, yeah, come one, come all, Bigfoots. Come live here where you're safe and sound. We're not going to put up a wall or anything like that, especially for the tall, hairy men's and, and women's. And, yes. and they's or whatever. Or anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> so, I also have another story. This one's a little more recent. It's <gasps> oh, an alien yeah. story. Oh, I love alien stories. It starts kind of uninteresting. A man on a bike. There's okay. nothing interesting about a man on a bike. They're always clogging traffic. Always going through stop signs. Especially in Portland. Yes. They raise their fist at you, but... They are going through the stop signs and everything. Anyways, my gripes <laughs> about cyclists will cease. We don't even have any cyclists in the underground, Jared. I know. That's why we went here. That's just one of the pluses. Here we have a man that saw himself a UFO. And he took himself some pictures. And then he felt like that UFO was following him. And he rode into the woods. And he saw a seven-foot mantis. A seven-foot mantis? A mantis creature. And he knew that that mantis creature had malicious intent. He said, Standing a few meters ahead is what I can only describe as a humanoid praying mantis. This thing was at least seven foot tall, light green with a triangular head, and big oval black eyes. It had all the features of a mantis but stood on two legs and somehow human-like shape about it. Hmm. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, and he he said it was telepathic. And when it noticed him, he could feel that it had malicious intent. <laughs> and from what I've read about aliens and man and you know, you hear mostly about greys and sometimes reptilians and the Nordics, but you very rarely hear about mantoids or mantids. Yeah, I've never heard about a, a mantis alien. But when I did read what well, you do see some things, but and when what you do see is sometimes they are accompanied by grays. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the tall whites? Yeah, kind of like that, which mm. is very creepy because the grays are the creepiest to me. The grays are really scary. But it also means that the mantis are like of higher intelligence, and they're probably harvesting 
they, they say they're harvesting DNA. But, I, I mean, those kind of theories just start to branch off and branch off and branch off. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't go off into that in, in just a news clip. That, that'll, be after a whole, that'll have to be a whole case file. Yeah, the mantoids. <laughs> yeah. So, this, this guy uh, did enclose a few pictures, and we will probably post those on the Twitter. They were hand-drawn. Ooh, beautiful. <laughs> so, basically, it's just a hand-drawn uh, a mantis that I, I think I kept. Yeah. I'm going to show uh, Elisa the uh, hand-drawn mantis here. I'm sure you'll... I'll know her reaction. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And you can see he wrote to scale seven feet to size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That looks like it was drawn by like a seven-year-old. I know. <laughs> Here is his photo of the UFO. Oh, you know, that is interesting. That's a pretty good UFO picture. That is a good UFO picture. But they're, they are dismissing that as like a balloon. But... They always dismiss it as a balloon. Yeah. I, I want to believe. I want to believe. <laughs> and they're dismissing him because he works at a dog food factory. But you How know what? How dare he? But you know what? These people are the backbone of our freaking economy. How dare he have a job <laughs> How that dare people he? need? And how dare he not have a car? Sorry, I'm now defending the bicyclist, but. Yeah. Sorry, he's a working man. Yeah. Sorry about it. So, I think he did see a mantis. I think he did, too. Maybe it wasn't as tall as he said, (laughs) but he saw a mantis. He saw one (laughs) with his own two eyes. (laughs) Yes. So, those are my two uh, little newses. Beep, 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 beep. Tune it out, tune it out, tune it out of the news. (laughs) Well, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for the news. You got it, dear. Well, okay, so my case file is about the Socorro Close Encounter. Socorro? Socorro, New Mexico. Socorro, New Mexico. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Well, it's quite a small town, so maybe maybe you wouldn't have. Maybe I wouldn't have. <laughs> maybe you wouldn't have. <laughs> Sounds good, Lizzie, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So on April 24th, 1964, in the little town of Socorro, New Mexico, Lonnie Zamora, a police officer, reported back to his police station about a car chase. A car chase that was to be a close encounter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He was distracted from the chase from what seemed to be a dynamite shack exploding in the distance. He was extremely confused by the flames and abandoned his car chase like a good police officer would. Probably shouldn't keep the dynamite next to the lighters. (laughs) Just like a dynamite shack exploding in the distance. (laughs) Oh, better get on that. So when he reached the place he had seen the explosion, he saw a shiny object. He thought that it might be an overturned white car, for his feeble mind could not comprehend that it might be a UFO. Here, I'll show you a picture of what he saw. Ooh. That's a picture or <laughs> recreation? Recreation, not like an actual picture. It looks like an egg. <laughs> it does look like an egg. He described it as like aluminum. It was whitish against the Mesa background, but not chrome. Aluminium. <laughs> Aluminium. And said it was shaped like an O. 
So like a circle. <laughs> but it's, shaped like a circle. Shaped like an O. Not a circle. An O. But it's not really shaped like a, an O, because wouldn't that be shaped like a donut? So is it's it, not shaped like a so donut. So not a zero, sir. No, an O. An O. <laughs> he was startled to see two small figures next to the small vessel, which he said were... Normal in shape, but possibly they were small adults or large kids. <laughs> he tried to radio to the station, but he only got heavy static. Suddenly, they retreated to the ship and it slowly hovered away. He radioed his friend Sam at another police station to come right away. And after the ship took off, he told him the story. Sam saw the ship's indentations in the sand and they all had the exact same measurements. They also found the tracks that were made by the aliens that were just perfect circles. Their feet were perfect circles? Yeah, their feet were perfect circles. They weren't like regular footprints. There was also like a... Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Does Mickey Mouse have round little feet? He has little round little kind of indentions. Yes, like Mickey Mouse then. <laughs> I don't know. There was also a burned bush. One burned bush. A burned bush, yeah. A uh, bush that looked like it had been blasted with a flame. <laughs> and the burn bush said, stop, go away, you fucking moron. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> a family of tourists later came forward and said that they were almost hit by the ship from it flying so low. Uh, they were driving? Yeah, they were driving and they were almost hit by this UFO. They were just driving in the middle of nowhere? No, they were driving in, in Socorro, New Mexico. Middle of nowhere. Yes. And they Pretty almost got hit. fishy. I think those were the kids. <laughs> well, they were in the UFO? Yeah, I think that, that it was the family. It was the family. I think that the UFO transformed into the car. <laughs> okay. That's my theory. You can... Take that to the bank. You can hit me up at the end of the story. Okay, so this encounter was not taken lightly. It was investigated by Project Blue Book. Oh. Yeah, calling out Project Blue Book. Paps Blue Book. Paps Blue Book. (laughs) Army investigators confiscated film. Confiscated. Excuse me, that's not a word. Confiscated. Not confiscated. Confiscated. Uh, uh, Army investigators confiscated a film that was taken at the site and told local police that it was destroyed by radiation. Who did it? FBI? Army. Oh, Army. So they, somebody was like, these are the circles and this is the burned bush. Yeah, they were taking pictures of it and then the Army came and took their camera and was like, no, radiation. And then just destroyed it. (laughs) No, you can't have. (laughs) So first thought to possibly be a hoax, that was debunked by the Air Force investigation. But they said that it must have been a testing device that Lonnie had seen. So they were like, he definitely saw something, but it was a testing device. Like they're testing an egg? They were testing an egg. An egg aircraft? <laughs> yeah. They were testing an egg aircraft. And they, they don't want to get in trouble for burning that bush. No. Because that's probably like a national park. Definitely. <laughs> it was sacred land. It's probably an endangered sage bush or something. Yeah. 
Something so, like that. They're probably like, we were not here. We were not testing this egg. <laughs> <laughs> so the Air Force even recruited an astronomer to do research on the encounter. He an astronomer agreed... looks up. I know. <laughs> this was 1960s. Oh, okay. I may be wrong. <laughs> you can re- you can reply to me. No, this is the 1960s. This is some dumb, dumb shit. I just thought that astronomers looked up. You can always correct yeah, me. Yeah, astronomers look at the sky. Correct me on Twitter, folks. Twitter's for all that awful stuff. So Yeah. <laughs> so he agreed that Lonnie must have seen something and was hugely disdainful about the Project Blue Book conclusion on the case, saying that there was something more. These days it's thought to be nothing more than a possible teenage prank or a candle that was in a balloon. But was it? A cannibal that was in a balloon? Candle in a balloon. <laughs> but he saw two people. I know. So it was two candles. <laughs> just two kids letting a candle in a balloon loose. And they just looked and were like, no. And then they and lit, ran away. lit the bush on fire. Yeah. But what about the the people that saw it? The family. What about them? They didn't talk to them? I'm sure they got a statement from him. I don't know. I didn't... That didn't come across my table. That makes me see... Think that it's inconclusive. Inconclusive is what you're filing it under? Yes. Inconclusive! And I stamp it. Okay, inconclusive. So, we're gonna switch gears a little bit here. And, uh... It's a little bit of old news. We've been doing a little old news here. We gotta do some cleanup. Yeah. Because, uh... We've been off the airwaves for a while, but... uh, Unfortunately. (laughs) But we all know you want our take on things, especially Bigfoot hunting. Bigfoot hunting, Godzilla (laughs) stuff. Oh, Godzilla stuff. Wait, big, big, big big monsters? (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, we gotta talk about that Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. They don't even call him King Kong, they just call him Kong. I know, because I think that they feel silly saying King Kong. I think that it was like much more of like a 30s thing. <laughs> King Kong! Even in the, the 30s movie, the characters in the movie, they only call him Kong. But they, like, he is a king, but, like, they call him just Kong as the, like, his name, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe that's why they call him just Kong? I don't know. Ah, uh, I don't I'm know. Just, Who knows? <laughs> I'm just analyzing it too much like he's a, uh, he's my next door neighbor. I wish he was. What? <laughs> I'm going, well, you did that 30s thing and now I want Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that trailer is pretty cool. The trailer's amazing, and... <laughs> Do you want to talk about the big thing that you noticed in the trailer? I think it's pretty out there by now. I mean, I've seen pr- plenty of screenshots similar to the one I took the day it came out. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're not the only two monsters besides the little flying things in there. Which I think the little bat things are called Warhawks. Those are pretty cool looking. But I'm pretty sure that there's Mechagodzilla in there. Mechagodzilla? <laughs> well, because you also <laughs> were talking about how... Which I thought was really interesting how regular Godzilla would dive underneath the boats yes, uh, when yeah. he's swimming. And it's Mechagodzilla com- just plows through that Navy ship. It's completely uncharacteristic. Yeah. In the last two movies, he was like, I mean, even though like he didn't really care that much about the humans, he would still like avoid trying to destroy like their boats and stuff. He would 
deliberately go under the boats. Like, yeah, Godzilla's polite. Okay. The the Japanese one wouldn't even do that. Like he would just go. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> he is he isn't rude. He is a polite monster. As polite as, as someone that big can be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when you are a human to an ant. Yeah. You try and be as polite as you can be. So when I saw the very first part of that trailer, when you first see the dorsal fins come out, and he just plows through that battleship. I'm like. Oh, they either injected him with some bad meth or... <laughs> yeah, or it's not Godzilla. Yeah, or like he's being controlled by aliens, which I don't think they'd go that crazy like the Showa-era Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, Showa-era Godzilla is nuts. But uh, yeah, I think think he's Mechagodzilla in disguise with some yes. like genetically grown skin. That's what I'm going to say. I'm and, ready to see it so I can see if you're right. And... Even though it says one will fall, I think one will fall. I think it will be King Kong. But <gasps> I'm, I am Team Godzilla. Everybody's like, you gotta be team. You gotta pick a team. It's like I like Kong. I don't hate Kong, but Godzilla is just infinite. You know. But what will become of the people on that island? Godzilla. Godzilla they, will protect them. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's true. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows what will happen? I also like the... the there's one feel... The, there's been actually some complaints of, like, Kong's using a weapon. That's the only way he could beat Godzilla. It's like, well, he's has his, his intelligence. At least let him use it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> isn't he allowed to use what he has, which is his intelligence? But Godzilla's not stupid. He's not like a T-Rex. He looks like a dinosaur, but he's not stupid. He yeah. has obviously shown intelligence through the last two movies. Yeah, he has. So I wouldn't count him out on intelligence, but I don't, I'm not mad about Kong using that axe. But they are saying that axe is, is made of a dorsal fin of Godzilla. Really? Or at least a past Godzilla, like, like a dead Godzilla, which uh, may make it a good weapon. That's very true. But I also like the look of one of the battles in the trailer. It looks very uh, Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. And I love the Pacific. Well, the very first specific room. The second one was kind of a stinger. Yeah. <laughs> the first one is so good, though. But they uh, they announced, and I watched the trailer today, uh, Anime Pacific Rim on Netflix. It looks pretty cool. Well, there you go. Shout out to <laughs> Anime Pacific Rim. Yeah, hopefully it's good. I mean, anime usually does things better. So. Well, I couldn't get into the Godzilla anime. Which one? Remember they released, like, three movies? Oh, yeah. The, I just couldn't get into well, it. I watched them all, but it's not my favorite. I still watched them because it's Godzilla. But it's still, uh, that even divided a uh, fan base. They completely changed Ghidorah. They completely changed what Godzilla was and everything. You know, they they had Mechagodzilla, but Mechagodzilla was just a city. Like, he wasn't like a... You know, it's it's hard to even describe without... What? Yeah, he wasn't like a, a battle droid, you know? It's <laughs> that's just weird. So, uh, yeah, that's a very dividing... Uh, I mean, there's cool parts and stuff. There's cool scenes. And it's very well animated. It's very well animated. There's cool... There's just cool scenes. I wouldn't say the whole part... The whole <laughs> film is worth watching over, yeah. and over and over again. It's not rewatchable. But uh, we've... Uh, 
gone off topic of there. <laughs> That's fine. It's just Godzilla. Yeah, I know. It's Godzilla. We have we didn't really touch on all those. Yeah, I do think because the last film, they did have that Easter egg where they found the, the, the decapitated Ghidorah head. So I'm sure they're using that in the weapon somehow. In the Mechagodzilla or, some, or something. I'm yeah. Sh- I'm sure that guy's tied in. It's got to be a ruse. It can't <laughs> just be Godzilla and King Kong. No. There's no re- there's really no reason for them to fight. I mean, except for maybe King Kong having such an ego that he will not bow down to Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope if they're bringing in other monsters, they're going to bring in Mothra. <laughs> bring in my baby girl. There should be another egg, I think. That's what I thought that yeah. there was in the last movie. Yeah, but they're also in the trailer when they say, like, Godzilla's hurting pe- people and we don't know why. I don't really see a reason why Godzilla would turn face like that. So Yeah, it's got to be Mechagodzilla. It's got to. They spent so much time building a character that's not even a part of the cast, literally an animated character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't even have lines. I don't know why they would completely change it. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they have to emote through barely any facial movements. Yeah, and they killed Sarazawa <laughs> yeah, they, just to make him more likable. That's another thing. I, yeah, you're right. They wouldn't do Sarazawa like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that reminds me, uh, Sarazawa's son is in this film. So I'm sure like Sarazawa's son's going to be like vouching for Godzilla in this mil- movie. No, that's not Godzilla. That's not Godzilla. Heard it here first. <laughs> Theories here. <laughs> okay. I think we've wrapped up on that trailer. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, we hope it was a good show. Very fun show. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. It was so much fun. Make sure if you uh, have feedback or if you just want to chat or get in touch with us, you can do that on Anchor uh, by just searching us, right? Yeah. Um <laughs> Also, follow us on Spotify, Anchor, anywhere else. Yeah, subscribe to us on Spotify. We're definitely on Spotify if that's easier for you. If you've been following us still on that ancient uh, Apple iTunes. Yeah, or, whatever. or Stitcher, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you like Stitcher, that's fine. Yeah, uh, if you like Stitcher, keep keep us on Stitcher. <laughs> yeah, no uh, insults there. You can also get in touch with us or just follow us on uh, Twitter. SU Drive In Pod or on Instagram at Society of the <laughs> Underground Drive In. Society at the Underground Drive In. All right. And also on Facebook at that same thing, I think. Yes. Society yes. of the Drive In <laughs> Underground. We're everywhere, folks. Or the Underground Drive In. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. We've, <laughs> we're still in the old habit, folks. We're underground, so. We're just, underground. We're still delusional. Yeah, all this carbon dioxide or whatever. We love you, folks. So it's time for the prayer. All right. Nature Nature has a balance. balance. He He is that balance. balance. Praise Godzilla. Godzilla. (laughs) All right. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Society of the Underground Drive-In. If you would like to support Society of the Underground Drive-In, please visit our two Etsy pages, etsy.com slash shop turbo mecha giant dino, and also Etsy slash shop cryptid commodities. Or you can also visit our t-shirt shop at tpublic.com slash shop sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast. 
Thank you, and we'll see you next time.